0: Hello. How are you? <laughs> so we haven't been IRL at the Cool Kids Say in, in a while, but we've spent hours and hours, not just recording, but listening and planning and talking about effing celebrities. Tell me, like, high-level overview, what your like synopsis is. What do you think about what we've just done? Proud of it? Are you shamed?
1: There's a, a lot of shame around a lot of things that I do. This is not one of them, though. That we've we've stumbled upon something cool. Uh, has it gone anywhere? Epic. Not nope. yet, <laughs> but I'm a patient person, so it's got to lead somewhere. I'm not a patient person, so really. I mean, I'm sure people are, are finding value in, in these episodes. I find value in it. It's like once people stumble upon it, uh, the people that do and the people that have heard it so far, uh, it's all been positive feedback.
0: I think my fear has been like there's so much, even the word celeb, it's just kind of like, celebrities and regular people and i think what we're trying to do is really bridge that gap like these are just regular people who've done some extraordinary things and forget the whole celebrity thing like if you want to make a name for yourself or make some kind of impact or do whatever in any kind of field these are the principles that are going to get you there
1: right I mean, they're operating at the highest level imaginable in their creative field so what are they doing that we're not
0: yeah so okay like we're going to go over um just, I guess, some possible standout things that we've learned over over the past several months. And going to season three, we've done 20 of these episodes now, which is 40-plus hours of research, mm-hmm. you know, of people. So besides looking at your notes, tell me, like, what's up? Why are
1: like you making fun you? of my notes? I like, your, I I literally I, have papers. Because I, I'm not really going to read on my phone like a scientist? Yes. No, I need to—it gets this— I like. I have a paper calendar as well that I like. I don't like to do things on my phone because then you got to scroll. So I was like, what are you doing next week? I like to flip as opposed to scroll. Do
0: you have a paper calendar on you right now?
1: Uh, it's in my bag.
0: But for real, like what stood out to you? Is there like one person, one lesson? What's the gold?
1: There's not one lesson. They're all outstanding people, but they all come with something different. Everyone comes from a different walk of life. Okay,
0: fine. So if it's not a different it's a person, is there like a standout lesson?
1: You know what they have across the board? Yes. I feel like... They, like all spoiler—they all are impervious to failure, and they're all super reasonable. Why did just impervious? Impervious—is that the right word? Oh, I'm a good keep going. Of course, you're Google. On the hustle. Imagine you—imagine you whipped out like a like a book dictionary, oh, like instead of googling it. That's impervious to me.
0: Yeah, is this is not just... allowing fluid to pass through?
1: Impervious to stop the right word. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not... So the celebrities are not allowing fluid to pass through, and that's why they're where they are right
0: now. Join our mastermind.
1: Yeah, so there's 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 that, but also like they whether they understand it or not, I think like they've not all of them had success right away, so they just understand it takes time to to create what it is that they have, and so like we see them when they become stars, right? So we're like, oh my god, it's an overnight success, but. We don't see the twenty years that it, it, it you know to get them there.
0: You just said before we gone on here, there's this dude that you knew, and it's like a twenty year relationship. And I was just talking to somebody yesterday who's had like a really successful career, and she says that it's all about relationships. She says that nobody talks about how long relationships take to form and nurturing them, and it's usually like years and years later that something comes from those relationships. Most of the stuff on our list that we've learned over the past twenty. Episodes have been completely unsexy, boring stuff. You're not discovered. You're not like a oh, lot. You're so talented. You're Justin Effing Bieber. Okay, but Bieber
1: is a good example of. I was just thinking about him myself the other day. I don't know why, because I think I'm conditioned right now to like unlock people's. when I see a celebrity now. I'm like, because I'm conditioned now based in these episodes. But Bieber, it was discovered on YouTube. He could sing. He's a great singer. But like, there's a lot of great singers who are children as well got discovered and what created the Bieber we see today is the industry right so which means you can it's not necessarily true but you can almost handpick any person that can sing as well as he did when he was a kid and mold him into a Bieber. so what makes Bieber Bieber was not necessarily his singing was his his resilience like you you could take a kid who could sing at 10 years old on youtube but you could easily break him by you know making him rehearse every day Bring them on tour 365 days a year press that'll break adults let alone children right so bieber is just a resilient human being as well as being super talented
0: as well as being super talented so i had here being excellent at what you do and we've talked about this a ton i know this is really something you like to bring up is leveraging wins so when you're getting that traction, really honing in, focusing in on being exceptional at one thing. I think that's really hard for creative folks because we're so curious, which is such a good thing. Like, I want to have a studio. I want to learn how to play guitar. I want to sing, you know, whatever, whatever. But it's like, are you excellent at something to get that traction so you can eventually do it?
1: Like The Rock. He had to become awesome at one thing to uh, be able to do all the rest of the stuff. I asked you this second, how, how, every other episode, is there some, one thing that you want to excel at?
0: I really, I think hosting facilitation is a natural gift for me. I'm really good with people. I'm good at um, conversation. It's just, I don't feel like I've I've excused it. That's not really a talent because it's not, I don't know, easy to point. But I think hosting and facilitating and seeing things, that's where I really excel. I'm really good at that. I want to do that more. I think I judge it. I was just talking to my friend on the way here and he was saying, that he just, like, envies certain people's talents, and so it's easy to dismiss them. So, I think if I were to be honest with myself, it would be hosting. I want to be Oprah mixed with Evelyn having a baby.
1: Mixed babies are the cutest.
0: You have to answer the question.
1: Or have to answer the question. What, do I want to break through at uh, in order to do other stuff? Comedy or music could be my... T- yeah,
0: it has to be one. Remember, we said Excel. Okay.
1: <laughs> I combine both of them. Okay, let's say comedy, all right? I think that uh, I think because I did music for a long time, which entertained people, but it wasn't necessarily making an impact. Whereas comedy, kind of uh, hits people in a different, at least the comedy I tell.
0: I your music was making an impact.
1: No, it was making a dance floor's uh, rock and jive or whatever the kids say. I couldn't wait for the song to end so that I could just talk again because, and I think people felt I, I felt like people felt the same way. It's like yeah, they they like the songs they're listening or whatever, and then but. In between the songs, I was making them laugh, telling stories, engaging. And I was like, this feels way more personal than uh, singing the songs themselves. So I would just rush for this song just so I could talk.
0: So if you can get an event together and I'll introduce you and we'll just like
1: Be perfect. Be in scenes.
0: So, okay. So excelling at one thing you talked about.
1: But you could leverage other things. Like take it Arnold, which was like it was episode four or something like that. We did. He excelled at lifting weights. A lot of people excel at lifting weights. But what he did is he like took that opportunity and then created like a magazine subscription, right? No one does that. But he did. He wanted to create passive income so that he could focus on the next thing, all right? Got to LA, wanted to be a movie star. But instead of being a movie star, he decided to invest in real estate. Why? So that he could position himself uh, properly in the roles that he wanted to take rather than having uh, you know, them tell him, tell him what to do, right? So I think every, he, he, he was very, um, strategic so he got the movie role that he wanted because he wasn't desperate in taking whatever the heck role that was uh that was given to him then he uses his movie fame to run for office so he's leveraging everything he does but he
0: doesn't do that starting off you know what i mean you he got the traction of he
1: wouldn't have been governor without being arnold it, i don't think
0: and he wouldn't have been a movie star without first right. winning those
1: mr universe
0: bodybuilding things yeah yeah yeah. So, I mean, that's a principle we've learned is really hone in and become excellent at one thing so you can build traction so you can diversify, right?
1: Because I have that problem. I don't I don't know if you face the same thing. Like, I can't focus on one thing at a time. There's so many different projects I want to do. What if I just, I just need to, like, double down on, like, the one thing?
0: Well, what I've been doing, like, I'm a big journaler. I journal every day. It's, um I'm constantly writing down everything that takes my time and then I have to find a correlation of how this helps me so whether it's you know my health or building an income or doing it for my girls or my craft it's like it has to be and you know we could argue too that that's still too diverse because uh, Andy Frisilla in his newsletter just this past week was talking about he doesn't believe in work life balance he says it's impossible if you want to be excellent at something to go all in <laughs> like one thing
1: is there an example of someone who does balance it well there's got to be I think it's Steve Carell who was like episode 8 or something like that he
0: what would Steve Carell ever get didn't. to like Will Smith's level if he was so balanced
1: well Smith's so a good example doesn't he have like a pretty I want to have a pretty did he, look, did he read his
0: book no you didn't yeah.
1: but now like, you're or, or, at least five years ago, it seemed like he had a pretty balanced family life and stuff.
0: I don't know, man, there is a there's a lot there. Um, read the book.
1: <laughs> okay. I have read the book. I just don't remember nothing.
0: no, it's it's but um I think I think we're essentially saying the same thing. I think it is different for everybody. Um Sam Jones is one of my freaking favorite people in the world. I want to be him one day. I know I bring this up all the time that he's the most diverse person. He directs, he shoots, photography, writes, he has a show. I mean, he does all this stuff. Now, he's not, you he probably don't know who he is. is he's an actor? Exactly. Nobody knows who he is. So he does like all this crazy underground stuff. He's not famous, he's not a celebrity, but he has a diverse creative career. I think that's what I want.
1: So the guy I just had lunch with, he's written uh, several best selling books on several areas, but also, uh, of the winning Grammys himself, he actually in uh, other projects. So he helps other people uh, who he believes uh, also need that kind of clout. He'll collaborate uh, in an effort to uplift them, but also expand his creative horizons. Which is kind of, which is kind of like the Sam Jones thing.
0: So we discussed networking. We talked about you said.
1: To stop your fluids <laughs> impervious I gotta look that I don't know where I don't know where I ever heard that for the I don't know it just rolled off the tongue I felt like uh I was intelligent for a second
0: we talked about being excellent at something here is your favorite word. is it on your paper
1: My favorite word is resilience
0: resilience yeah uh-huh. that was like your thing when we started
1: but I feel like that is the soft it's not necessarily the talent I mean obviously Inevitably is another good word that I love to use in a lot of episodes. You have to be talented in order to get there, but I think it's the soft skill of resilience that kind of um, you know, pushes you past the hump. See a plateau, it's like, oh my god, do I give up or do I keep going? Usually it's like when people get you have th- you heard people tell you or start, you know, you hear entertainment tonight, just like it just happens just before they're about to give up.
0: What's what's your biggest failure today?
1: Childbirth. I feel no um failure
0: where you were like I'm gonna quit.
1: It's not like one thing as much as like several failures over and over again. That's like
0: there's it's just, not one that's really hurt
1: I feel a lot. So I just
0: Give me I a couple. Of, I just I just want some bad ones. I don't want like,
1: well, it's like the country one for example. I've got six country albums or something like that, and like two of them were good, or two of them created. Uh,
0: How do you measure good?
1: The first one. The, like licensed all over television and stuff like that, so I feel like
0: the first one was
1: the first one was a failure right off. The, I that was the one where I invested everything I had into this album. I Went to Nashville, used mm-hmm. all the best players in the world, and uh, it made it. It sounded as good as I could possibly make it. Like you can't. It doesn't get better than Nashville. We're talking about country music, right? And then uh, I released it radio. They're like, "Nope, this sucks." And so I was like, "Cool." That was uh, uh, well worth the effort. And so two years go by, and you know, I just threw it on YouTube. I'm like, someone's got to hear it for free. And so I get this call from this ad agency in New York. They're like, hey, I'd love to use your song, Break Free, in our ad campaign for this pharmaceutical product. The song was called Break Free. The album was called Break Free. And I guess their campaign slogan was Break Free for this blood thinning uh, stuff. I right? said so they're like, we want to use your theme song, or is, is this song is our theme song? So. Right, cool. Uh, so I hung up with them because it's like it's got to be a prank call, right? But they called back, and then um, yeah, the thing I played for like four years ended up bankrolling the next, you know, five or six albums. I got to meet uh, Kevin Nealon, Arnold Palmer. I was in the dressing room for this uh, this commercial shoot, and I'm in Kevin Elen's trailer. I got my feet up, ice cold drink in my hand. I'm like Kevin. I was watching you on Saturday Night Live when I was a kid. Do you have any advice for an up and coming entertainer? sent me straight in the eyes it's like how did you get in here and that was my biggest failure
0: you really said that
1: oh, I, I didn't meet him i was kidding no he was in the commercial because he he suffered from the, uh, the, the the pharmaceutical fix but the point is so that was a huge win and then you know so you're on this level here and then like everything else by comparison just slowly gradually goes back down to whatever You basically stick with it because you want to feel that high again it took me the next i don't know three albums before I got another win.
0: Is that what goes to your mind when something? Your failure album ended up funding all these other ones and gave you all these opportunities or whatever. So is that kind of like your philosophy of failure? Is that it's not really a failure?
1: Exactly. It's, it's It wasn't positioned correctly. When I went into creating this album, I just wanted to make radio hits. I wanted to make video hits uh, for the songs, like traditional stuff. It just wasn't the right music for radio, but it was right for television. I didn't realize that at the time, so my failure was uh, inevitably <laughs> meant for something else.
0: It kind of reminds me of a unique woman talking about how she was really talented. She was just in the wrong situation, so she had that record opportunity, and that dude was like, "Listen, you're not supposed to be in this band. You have to go solo. That's the only way that you're going to get traction." Um, so this and that it just feels like it's not always that you're on the wrong path it's like maybe you're in the wrong context
1: I think he was right
0: okay so resilience I think you covered patience we talked about patience but that's something
1: that I only I only got that when I was older patience is the wrong word but like just sort of like you're you're in this for life (laughs) like embrace the journey kind of thing I would just stop doing not the hard work but I would stop doing things I didn't enjoy in order to achieve something that I no longer wanted. I mean, there's hard days and there's hard work that comes along with achieving the things that you want to stop chasing things that, that don't bring me joy. I don't know.
0: I interviewed this. She's a prop designer. She does all these prop designs for commercials and TV shows and stuff. She's out in Australia and I interviewed her yesterday. And I said, what is, what is one thing that has shocked you about fulfilling your dream? Because this has always been her dream. She's been doing it 13 years. She has a studio. I mean, she's done some cool stuff. And she said how boring the day to day is, how monotonous, how frustrating it actually is. She's like, I love what I do and I wouldn't trade it for the world. She goes, But you don't understand even fulfilling your dream and even walking in that, it's still work. (laughs) And it's not like every day is like super sexy. And we know that. So, I mean, even you asking me, like, I have to ask myself that all the time because it's so hard and frustrating, especially because I haven't seen, like, the fruit of a lot of things yet. Um, But would I do anything else? Hell no. Like, if – I can honestly say, like, if I died tomorrow, I know I tried, you know?
1: I'm still not familiar with what the fruit would look like for you.
0: I would like to travel more. I love traveling. I want to be on the road all the time. I love it. I love meeting new people. I want to have my own studio. I have a studio, but I live out – Far enough where people aren't going to, I can't afford to fly every guest out. I want to fly every guest out at some point. So I think it's hard saying when you live in America and you're freaking lucky as hell, but more financial, you know, stuff to be able to do things like build a freaking studio. You know, I want to be on more stages. I love being on stage. I want to have, I mean, God, I could sit here and name 50 things. So that's the fruit and it's going to happen. I don't care if I'm 85, like look me up.
1: <laughs>
0: so yeah. eighty
1: five year olds look me up on Facebook,
0: uh,
1: in the phone book, in the yellow pages. Okay, well, so after all these episodes and things like that, do you, like how have you grown as a creator?
0: I still think I'm unsatisfied. Learning, like I don't think I've found what I'm looking for, and I'm really can't wait till we find that person. Like I've enjoyed it, and I think it's been fun, but I still feel like there's this weird jumping off point, and we do it with every effing person we talk about. So here's Jamie Foxx, do, Jamie Foxx, and we talk about his life, and it's just like, boing, something happens, and now he's famous, and we can always point it back to this show or that, but I feel like there is this X Factor crap you've been talking about lately of, like, kind of almost a miracle, almost destiny, almost an untangible thing that has to happen in everybody's life, because we can point to, like, hard work and blah, 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 and I guarantee you a lot of creatives know that and they feel like they're walking through that, but there's still something that has to happen where someone notices you and gives you a chance.
1: But the sure way to not allow it to happen is to not be walking. So for him, for Jamie Fox was, it was, well, what did he do? He, he, uh, he, he attempted, he, he released an album. Like, he wanted to be a musician. He released an album but went nowhere. He needed the movie stardom to be able to create the, the scene out of his music. But he was on the show, what is it, uh, What's it called? Color. In living color, and he was—that's where he honed his skills of impressionism, right? And so, uh, so when he got the role for Ray, it combined his music skills with his impression skills and and his acting ability, and it was just the perfect storm of something that that only Jimmy Hoss could do.
0: That book, Seth Godin, The Practice—I'm almost know that really good. There was something I've read his work so much. I mean, it's like. He says the same thing without saying the same thing, but for some reason, the past couple of weeks, something has just clicked with me. And you're going to be like, no, duh, Heather. But today I read, he said that honoring the muse is showing up with a point of view. And I loved that. The whole idea of the practice, just to what you said, it's like we want magic. We want the muse, right? We want some little fairy dust to come on, but it's never going to visit anybody who's not showing up to the table ever. Right. So just reiterating what you said. But how have we grown as creators? Why does
1: it have to do with the point of view, though?
0: For me, the work is your point of view. Like, that's your contribution. That's your art. That's your work put into the world. Um, your point of view is your art, to me. Because you're showing up. Like, when you show up on, on stage, you're sharing comedy. But what you're doing is you're sharing your world experience to us. Right. Yeah. Oh, I got you. That's how I interpreted it. And anyways, how have we grown as a creator?
1: You know what? Uh,
0: We're never going to get to right?
1: <laughs> I know, I know. No, but, but back to like your frustration and the reassurance. It's like you don't, I don't, I was looking at Chris Rock's profile before. He's episode 12, I don't know, somewhere in there. He, he, by profiling him, we just go over like he wasn't necessarily, I think he was, he was made. He wasn't born that way, right? He was like a pretty good comedian until he got an opportunity. That he's like, I kind of step it up. Uh, he had more uh, Martin Lawrence open for him or something like that. Martin Lawrence blew out of, off the stage, and so he's like he couldn't follow him. He's like, "How do I? Okay, I got to level up my game, right? You got this HBO special, and he's like, I got to bring everything I got to this table.' So he he, he looked at folks like Martin Lawrence, the other Def Jam comics. He's like, "What do I? What can I take from these people that's going to allow me to, you know, step up my game?" Uh, and then he started writing jokes that with like the impacted people right? instead of just like jokes that would make people laugh. I heard a really awesome analogy the other day. I love analogies. Right? So every comic, it's their job basically to keep the ball in the air. All right? So like you're juggling. You're making people laugh. Everyone's entertained. They go home happy. But the things that make you stand out is like, what are you doing while the balls are there? Are you uh, blowing fire out of your... Like, what do you... like? You know what I mean? There's just other things that are happening that kind of create you as a different act than the next person. So for Chris Rock, he was juggling just fine. He was making people laugh... He was a headline comic, but the thing that made him different was he started writing jokes that impacted like a a movement, like a narrative, like a a culture. And so that that step special, uh, Bring the Pain, uh, basically set him off into this other trajectory.
0: So how has that helped you grow?
1: Because Is- I'm juggling balls. I can juggle a ball, no problem. But like, what am I doing while the balls are in the air?
0: Do you have any ideas of what that would like? I mean, that's a really... Like, I'm going to be thinking about that for like a week. Like that's a really interesting idea, but what would that look like?
1: For you, it's like, yeah, anyone can host a podcast, but like, what, what do you, what sauce are you bringing that like oh, the next person can't do? This is what I mean. Like what, oh, I can...
0: HP sauce. HP sauce. Yeah. It's a spirit. It's the soul. It's like, that's your point of view. So how have you grown as a
1: character? You asking this question. I have a note here in my, in my sheet. I wrote it down because I knew you'd ask this question. That I forget what I wrote
0: because it's really small font. You no, know,
1: this was printed normally, but this Do is.
0: Do you like... prefer people send you questions before so you can think responses?
1: No, but in this case, we, we're this is we're trying to wrap up the everything. So, I, like I forgot what we did for the last twenty episodes. So I needed to make notes in order to uh, to figure it out. To that point, though, uh, I remember hearing you know Derek Sivers. He's uh, the former uh, owner of CD Baby, but he's great on podcasts. CD Baby, yeah. It's like a distribute for one of the first distribution companies of like independent artists for CDs, But I hear him on his podcast and his answers were so succinct and perfectly poignantly. This is, he, he's a savant of question and answer. And then I heard somewhere that he, he gets them all sent in advance. I think he's, he said it on a podcast. Is that cheating? I don't know. Is this?
0: I think, think it's, it I- is because at that point where you're just delivering information, you're not giving someone an experience. And to me, just my style, like conversations, hosting, and stuff is more of an experiential type bit, not just an in information. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, "These are the five step formula to blah 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 blah." It's more of an experience where somebody's listening to it and they connect with you, or they connect with me, the the dynamic here, and they actually feel validated in their experience. So,
1: so that's an extreme for one side. To so like to go back to the juggling thing with the comedian, yeah. right? So it's like. Crowd work is like amazing for people to watch when you're watching a comedy show. But a lot of crowd work is is prepared. Sure. It's in the moment. You know what I mean? So like that's that's the thing. So, you
0: can be prepared. Like we came up with questions, we came up with an outline. We thought through what we were gonna say or whatever, but you think we didn't...
1: through. That's why I printed it
0: out. So okay. What are we arguing about here? I don't even know. The point is how have you grow. <laughs> <That's a great
1: laughs> for me, it's like reassurance. Okay. So it's like, um, patterns was a good word that came up so it's like we patterns. yes so it's like i find that um i i find I, I i find relatability with like each person that we profile but like the patterns such as like the just be patient with the long haul like jim carrey was a perfect example of like he failed so many times like even big fan there's like he denied for snl twice denied for the tonight show three times and then he just went back to canada and canada, just
0: back to canada
1: yeah he came back to canada every time worked on his a a new routine like his new stuff and then eventually he got a yes and so but we didn't hear that we all we saw was ace ventura and then dumb and dumber and then the mask and then everything else like that happened so for me that that was that it's just i like the reassurance of of like it there are no real overnight successes you knew that but the chris rock thing is another thing like it's just he was a normal person that kind of created he's made a decision to be able to 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 level up and he did
0: yeah, I, I love Jim Carrey. I think that was probably one of my favorite episodes, and specifically what you just brought up, because for me, it was like he he fought so hard for his career, and every every single one of those people did. You know, no one is going to care about your career the way that you are going to care about it. No one's going to come and be like, oh my god, I'm going to dedicate my life to making sure Rory makes it. Like, oh Rory, we hope you do. Good luck. We'll like your page, maybe. You know what I mean. <laughs> All right.
1: Like and subscribe at uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> subscribe. But seriously, getting slapped in the face over and over and over again, but loving it so much that you voluntarily do it again for years like that's what it takes. So 100%. Per- Damn it. 99%. <laughs> 99%. Yeah. Uh, God, there's something else.
1: Is it on my sheet of paper?
0: I'll, I'll say a takeaway is the uh, I'm, a, I'm a Feely girl. I don't know if you pick that up or not.
1: That's where it's that's like two feet away. I don't want
0: to. I'm into all the woo, weird spiritual hippie stuff
1: for sure. really. Okay.
0: And there's so much tactical business side to all of these people. And again, I know that, but actually hearing about what it actually took is talent's not enough, desire's not enough. Like you've got to bust your ass and put yourself in these rooms. Again, I know that and we hear it, but actually tactically hearing it through each one of their lives, I'm like, I, I haven't put myself in enough rooms to be rejected. I haven't asked enough. You know, I'm comfortable with all the people who like me. and
1: Or, or have you not adopted the tactics that it takes to... This happened last night. Uh, I was watching a live band, like, outdoors in Florida, and my, my children were there, and there was this teenager uh, sitting on, the, on a bench or something like that, and he was, like, drawing the most amazing Cars? Cars. He's drawing, like, Hot Wheels and, like, okay. the Batmobile. It was just, like, unbelievable. Like, who who are you? This, this should be next to Michelangelo's David. It should be in the Louvre or something like that, right? The Hot Wheels drawings. Anyway, I'm like, he, or they asked, like, it, do you have a YouTube channel we could follow or something like that? He's like, no, you know, I don't really know how to do any of that stuff. I'm like, what? We have crap, but are you, Shay? Hell, But At least we know how to do it, or at least we put the crap out there. So, like, I think... He just hasn't connected with... He doesn't have that skill set. He's, like, one-dimensional, like, I'm the talent guy. You need, like, that tactical guy who's going to be able to, you know, take what you have and, and create the whatever. Maybe you just haven't met the tactical.
0: I don't think you need the tactical woman. guy. I think you need to learn... Because even if you meet the tactical guy, the tactical guy's going to get distracted because he meets he's just his tea on the beach and he leaves you. So what are we going to do? Blame the tactical team? No, you have to be all those things for yourself. I mean, it's nice to have him. But this guy maybe doesn't want it.
1: But that... Our superpower, but also our uh, fault is the fact that we possess a lot of those little skills. So would you rather be, like, take Tiger Woods or Michael Jackson, top of your game, but you had terrible childhoods because, like, you're just, that's all you did. You're just, like, your whole life is that, and you're just one thing. Or would you rather be a little bit more balanced with, like, a lot of different tools in your tool belt? That's
0: a weird, like, I'm... (laughs) I don't know anything about their lives um, <laughs> to say if I'd want to be them or not. I definitely would rather stay a woman. You-
1: Take an Olympian, for example. Would you rather have mm-hmm. an a, a Olympic medalist? Just like, you just won a gold metal, medal. Like- yeah, yeah. No, medal, gold medal. Oh. Like you just won the, the, like the Olympic medal for, for swimming. But the last eight years of your life were the worst. <laughs> you never want to face that again.
0: I don't know. I wish, and it's easy saying you wish about things but I wish I had like a big major talent but to be one-dimensional I get it it's nice being multifaceted. I get it Mr. Balance. but I don't know I think I really envy the kid on the pier who's like really really good but that's what makes me so angry it's because how and we've discussed this before all the amazing talented people that we know who have that skill set but they just don't have that drive to learn how to push it forward
1: is it, is it the drive? I think he's he's driven. He has the driven inside him, but like, is it the conscientious? You know what I mean? Like, what is it that?
0: I think it's a desire. I think if you have a desire, you can learn.
1: I'm sure he would love like a, like a booming YouTube channel. I don't know. I didn't ask, but like I, but assuming that's his, the ultimate for him. As a teenager, who the hell wouldn't want an awesome YouTube channel? Do you think people just have take Corbin from like Nirvana, for example, very creative individual sort of revolutionized whole genre of music. We see the brains behind the operation. I don't know. From the outside it doesn't look like it. So I'm like wondering what so are you allowed to have like an, an unbelievable talent and also have the skills of the person who can, like, you know, all right, objectively see that and then, like, tactically.
0: I think, I, I don't think that there's there's one way. I mean, there, we'll always find somebody who defies everything that we say here, right? There's no formula. I think the question I would down to me is, like, are you being faithful with what's in your hand? Are you doing all that you know how to do? Or do we have this list of things? I have a list of things on my own of things I know I need to do next. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying I have to go do it tomorrow have a heart attack, but am I safely coming back to all the time and making sure that I'm trying? Do you have an X factor?
1: I'm in the same camp. Like, let's just say, uh, I'll speak for myself. I don't think I'm super talented at any one thing, but I think I have a lot of different dimensions. So, like, I really related to the Jamie Fox episode, who is unbelievably talented at everything, so I can't really relate that way. <laughs> but I do look like him, according to my grandma. <laughs> God rest your soul. Uh, very racist woman. Oh, no, she's fine. I'm just kidding. He's probably in heaven right now, looking down, watching Jamie. Sorry, he's, he uh. So Jamie Fox was was tried it. He was athletic. He was into music. He was into comedy. He just did what he felt compelled to do. Right, you know, he liked all those things. He did them all. And so when the opportunity arose for like something like Ray, like the he was an athlete in high school. He played a football, uh, a quarterback. His first big movie was Any Given Sunday, where he played a quarterback. His first big breakout movie was Ray, where he played piano and. Didn't oppression. He was prepared for all that. I think I'm just walking the path that has is, is, is been set out for me. And one, eventually, when my ray comes, where all my assets could be, uh, you know, compiled into one thing, I'll be ready. They say luck is when preparation meets opportunity. I'm prepared as all hell. So I just need that opportunity to arise. Exactly. I can subscribe to a. <laughs> What's your ex-factor before we move on? <laughs> Maybe you refer to my notes.
0: I would say... I have a lot of favor with people. I don't know why. Some people like, well, close me. I've told them. They won't run out. Guilty. But for the most part, I've always had like a lot of favor with people and have good relationships and people who like will fight for me and show up. You know? Uh, but I think that's because I'm a good friend too.
1: Oh, I don't have that. People are like, good luck.
0: (laughs) It's not a huge crowd, but, like, usually I have that. And so I I haven't leveraged that as much as I probably should. But also, too, it kind of is counterintuitive to leverage that because then it kind of takes away that sincerity and authenticity. So it's been interesting trying to learn how to be a better networker when you love people so much you don't want it.
1: But I think what you've done is created a community. So, like, leverage might be an icky word, but, like, I think that they would support you in the same way you would support them. So it's a, a relationship that way. So I wouldn't feel
0: guilt around that. But I, I would say that's probably it for me besides my singing voice. I just... Cause I'm your lady. up, season three. We're going to do this again. Ten more episodes, right?
1: i got to fly to Atlanta for next season. We're cool. Atlanta, Georgia right now.
0: That'd be cool. That'd be cool. So anything we're going to do different?
1: TBR. Hey, how you doing? is your name i got you tickets center field for tomorrow night's football game that's what i would have said if i hadn't chickened out now you're walking away holding hands with a good looking someone You wouldn't give to be your own boss instead of doing something that you hate. That's where you'd be right now. Hadn't you get out? Now you're stuck pushing paper alone at a desk. Wishing you were somewhere else. What would it feel like to
0: be in
1: We'll yeah.